Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. It's mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the Observer's Notebook and also the coordinator of the training program within the ALPO. Thanks for downloading and listening. The ALPO collects and analyzes observations of various solar system bodies and associated phenomena and publishes detailed reports concerning these bodies in its quarterly publication, The Journal of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. This podcast depends upon donations from you, our listeners, to keep it going. If you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, you can donate to it via Patreon. You can give as little as $1 a month. If you feel even more generous, for $5, you receive early access to the podcast before it goes public. For a monthly donation of $10, you receive a copy of the Novice Observer's Handbook. And for $35 a month, you receive producer credits on the podcast. You can find out more by going to www.patreon.com slash Observer's Notebook. And if you'd like to join the Oppo, membership begins at only $18 a year. For more information, find us at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And we're also on Facebook. Just search for ALPO Astronomy. And this podcast also has a Facebook page as well. Just search for Observer's Notebook. And if you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode of the Observer's Notebook. And now, episode 130. And we're going to be talking Winter Star Parties. Hope you enjoy. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to this edition of the Observer's Notebook podcast. And guess what? Public star parties are coming back. Isn't that great? And we're going to talk about one in particular today, the Winter Star Party coming up uh, in January of 2022. And to do that with us is Russ Brick, the president of the Southern Cross Astronomical Society. Welcome to the podcast, Russ. Uh, hi, Tom. How are you doing? Great, great, great. So why don't you give everybody a little bit of background about uh, yourself before we get into talking about the, the uh, event? Okay, well, um, uh, like I said, my name is Russ Brick. Um, I'm actually from Atlantic City, New Jersey. I came to Florida in 2004. Um, and that's when I joined the Southern Cross Astronomical Society. Uh, my background is mostly um, hospitality industry and construction uh, with a little casino gaming mixed in there. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I've worked for several um, casinos in poker operations. <laughs> All right. Uh, my love of astronomy has been ever since uh, I guess I was a little kid I really believe it or not I really wanted to be a uh, astrophysicist but that kind of went by the wayside and um, I really got into it I guess when I moved into an apartment in Brigantine New Jersey in 1977 mm -hmm. I found this old TASCO telescope up in the attic. 
And I took it out and put it on the deck and saw the moon. And from then I was hooked. Yeah. I hear you. It's a lot of, that's how a lot of people get started with small little Tasco telescopes. Yeah. Great. So how did you get involved with the Southern Cross Astronomical Society? Well, um, I was a member of the South Jersey Astronomy Club. Okay. And several of our members used to go down to the Winter Star Party. And when I moved to Florida, I moved to the Miami area and I immediately joined the nearest astronomy club, which was Southern Cross. Oh, okay. 2005 was my first year at the Winter Star Party. And uh, I've only missed one since. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, those of you that don't know, why don't you just give us a little history of when the Winter Star Party began and exactly what it is. Okay, so the Winter Star Party began in 1984. And it began as an event to raise funds to build an observatory in Miami for Southern Cross members. It was started by Tippy Dioria. Uh, back then, it was held at Mahogany Hammock, and it was just a weekend event for the first three years. The next three years, they moved down to Camp Sawyer, which is on uh, West Summerlin Key, sometimes known as Scout Key. And then they, three years later, they moved next door to Camp Wasumpke, and which is a Girl Scout camp. And we have been there ever since. This hmm. will be our 38th year. Wow. Now, what's the attendance like on average? Well, um, you know, it's declined over the years for various reasons. Um, you know, of course, last year we didn't have a star party, but right. uh, I would say 10 years ago, we easily would get between 600 and 650 people. Oh, that's that's now our average attendance is about 350. Yeah. 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 Out here in the West Coast, we had the Riverside Telescope Makers Conference for many, many years. And they stopped it, I think, two, 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 yeah, two years ago. They stopped holding it because the, the attendance just really dwindled. It was really, really unfortunate. Well, hopefully that, that's not the demise of the Winter Star Party. Hope hope it's going strong. Well, I think that astronomy kind of waned for a little while. Um, I'm really not sure why, but in the last 18 months, there has literally been an explosion. Astronomy equipment is so difficult to get right now. Oh, just, that's very true. Well, people have time on their hands right now and disposable income. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Well, yeah, I think, you know, I think it was busy lifestyles, um, plus mm -hmm. the cost of transportation. Mm -hmm. I think that was another factor. Now, are most of the attendees local or do they come from everywhere? Actually, we come from all over the world. Okay. All right. So last year, as you mentioned, you didn't hold it. It was a virtual conference. What exactly did you guys do last year? Well, we were going to hold the star party and we actually sold about 150 tickets. Oh. But through, you know, local restrictions and federal restrictions, it just seemed like it was not a responsible thing to do. 
understand. So we canceled the star party and we put our heads together and tried to figure out what we would do. And we decided we would try to do something virtual. Um, one of the main reasons we do, we did that is because we have a close relationship with Scott Roberts, okay. the president of Explore Scientific. Right. Scott's been on this podcast. Oh, well, I'm sure Scott's been everywhere. <laughs> Scott is everywhere. It's, yeah. Yeah. And um, he showed us how we could um, reach literally tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. and actually took over the broadcasting of the event for us. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. He does um, a daily star party just about through right. Sports Scientific. Yeah. One of our members, uh, Sergio Figuera, mm-hmm. he worked. Uh, for Telemundo. So he is very, very familiar with, you know, um, television equipment. And, you know, he actually produced the entire thing literally by himself. Wow. It took three months. Yeah, it was an amazing effort. And when it was all said and done, we actually reached 47,000 people. Holy mackerel. With a viewership of at least two nights by 26,000 people. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. Now, was it was it specifically just, you can't really hold a star party, or did you have telescopes set up with videos and things like that? How did um, you do that? No, we didn't have any telescopes set up because we were still, you know, live streaming was sort of like coming into its own at that okay. point. Like right. now it's, you know, it's like an everyday thing, but right. uh, what we did is we had several dozen, we had actually several dozen speakers um, and we used some archival footage from uh, some of our more notable speakers in the past. Mm-hmm. And we did Dork Prize drawings as well. Fantastic. Now, was there any yeah, thought really to do that again this it. year? I'm sorry. Was there any uh, idea to do that again this year for 2022? Um, no, not really. Uh, we're thinking about trying to maybe set up some live streaming. Okay. From, you know, down in the vendor area or maybe, you know, give a virtual tour. Okay. Of the star party grounds once everybody's in place. Okay. Kind of like a hybrid between doing it live and make it accessible to people that can't travel. Right. Okay. Great. Yeah. I, I know. I know doing this podcast, I've used zoom for a while to record the podcast and prior to COVID everybody that came on the podcast, I basically had to train them how to use zoom. Well, now <laughs> everyone has used zoom and it's, you know, I don't have to do that anymore, which is, that's an advantage of, of this too. Yeah. We've actually, we actually held several of our board meetings by zoom. Mm-hmm. And um, in all honesty, I'm really more like of a people kind of contact kind of person. Yeah. So I'm kind of really happy that we can meet, you know, in person again. Yeah. The ALPO itself are, we have an annual uh, conference and for the last two years, it's been held on zoom, which it's gone really well. And like you said, the attendance, you're not limited. You know, we had people from all over the world come on that. So let's, okay. Let's talk about, uh, the winter star party. So where is it held? 
Okay, the Winter Star Party is held on at Camp Wasumpke and Camp Sawyer, which is West Summerlin Key in Florida. Okay. Um, it's sometimes called Scout Key. It's 30 miles east of Key West and seven miles west of Marathon. Okay. All right. And what's the sky conditions like for the event? You know, it's pretty amazing. When you are on the camp, you know, the way the keys are oriented, you're looking due east into just inky black skies. Wow. Um, you know, east, southeast, and a little bit into the west. Um, the light dome from Marathon, you, you can see the light dome from Marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can just barely discern, you know, the light dome from Key West, but other than that, it's pretty dark. Um, I would say that we have, uh, the last reading I took with the SQM was, uh, 23.76, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think we're like maybe Bortle two. Wow. It's pretty dark. Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. And and the weather, obviously it's Florida, so it's should should be nice. Temperatures and things like that on average. That the air is the air down there is very stable. Um it's really, really spectacular images of the planets. And the biggest thing, one of our biggest draws is that you can come down and uh view southern targets that you can't see from anywhere else in the United States. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, most people don't, yeah. Going that far South, they'll have objects available. Right. Great. So what are the dates for the, the upcoming event? Um, the winter star party is always held during new moon in February this year. It will be January 31st through February 6th. That's a long event. Yeah. It's a week. Yeah. Wow. Full week. Wow. And you have activities and things during that. Yeah, um, we have speakers, um, several speakers. We also, um, you know, we have things like a beach walk. One of the members of our sister club, um, the Florida Keys Astronomy Club, is a park ranger. So he does a nature walk. Um, we also have a night sky laser tour on um, one evening prior to when everybody gets all fired up with the imaging. Okay. The star party is a big imager star party. We have a lot of, um, you know, observers, mm -hmm. but it's pretty much 50, 50. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people come down for the dark sky and the steady seeing. The steady seeing the most. Yeah. Yeah. So what talked about registration? Is it open? What, what, what's the cost? What do you get with the registration? Well, registration is on our website. And okay. our website is www.scas.org. Okay. So I'll, it's www.scas.org. Okay. And I'll put a link for that in the show notes so people can just go there and click on it. Great. And all you have to do is click on the registration page and take it from there. Okay. What's the cost? The cost runs, um, a ticket is $175. Okay. And a camping fee is $125. So that entitles you to camp with your tent anywhere on the facility. 
Okay. Is there RV parking too there? We have RV, not, I'm not going to say RV parking, dedicated parking with hookups, mm-hmm. but we do allow RVs. Okay. And is we it- usually get 30 or 40, you know, or 50 people, you know, with RVs. Okay. Is it dry camping then no hookups? Uh, yeah, no hookups. Okay. All right. There's All right. no power on the Girl Scout camp because they, when the camp was destroyed by the hurricane, the last hurricane, um, they elected not to redo the electric and not to um, rebuild the facilities. Hmm. So it's rustic camping. Oh my. That's when we brought Camp Sawyer into the picture because the Boy Scouts have a full facility. They have showers, bathrooms, electric. Um, one of the new things that they've done, they have these things called the glam tents. And it's a metal framework canvas structure mm-hmm. that is a giant tent. It has electric and air conditioning. Really? And it's you can stay in that tent for $300 per person and the price of your ticket. So for $475, you actually don't have to pitch a tent and sleep on an air mattress or however you choose to sleep. There's a cot with a mattress. You need to bring your own bedding. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really nice. It's pretty plush. Huh. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. So You can see them on our website when you okay. go to register. Okay, and I'll, I'll link that in the show notes as well so people can easily access those things. So the activities you mentioned, um, obviously a star party. Do you have tours and things like that also set up? or? Um, not necessarily. Uh, there's a lot to do in the area. Key West is only 30 miles away. Okay. Um, Marathon, there's things. There's a whole bevy of outstanding restaurants in Marathon. Um, but I would say the biggest attraction would be Key West. Okay. Now, now, along with the registration, is there a meal plan or something like that that you have as well? Yes. Um, our food vendor is Mickey's Kitchen, uh, GC Stickle. And uh, they provide prepaid meal plans okay. along with a, you know, pretty – upbeat menu. Uh, One of the things that Mickey's Kitchen is famous for is their brownies. Oh, really? Yeah. Last year, one of our biggest, we, um, one of our, I think one of our most sought out door prize was a pan of Mickey's brownies. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I like that. Yeah. That's great. I mean, anybody who has been to the Winter Star Party has gone up to Mickey's Kitchen in the middle of the night to get a hot chocolate and brown. There you go. That sounds like perfect observing food. It is. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now, you have sponsors? You know, not really. Um, no? The only sponsor for the Star Party is actually Southern Cross Astronomical Society. Oh, wow. Um we don't really seek any funding or okay. anything like that. Um, the star party pretty much pays for itself. Great. Yeah. You met, okay. You mentioned early on, if I was back up a little bit that it was originally started to build an observatory in the area. 
Yes. Has that ever and come to fruition? Yes, that actually came to fruition. I believe it's 10 years now. Um, hmm. We bought a piece of property out in the Redlands, which is west of Miami. Uh, it's an agricultural area. It's just um, maybe a mile and a half east of the Everglades. So we have nice, nice dark skies to the south and to the west. Um, it's an acre and a half. Mm -hmm. We have a fully robotic observatory um, with a paramount and a uh, tech scope. Oh, wow. With, um, you know, high end camera and filters. And it's all operated from the comfort of your living room over the Internet. Oh, that's wild. So you can open the dome image, download your data. Close the dome, process it, and wow. process it at home. Now, is that specifically for SCAS members? Yes, it's for members only. Okay. Wow, that's that's quite a benefit. Yeah, we also have several telescopes housed out at the property for our members. If you don't have equipment, you can go out there anytime you want, set up a telescope, observe for as long as you want, as long as you put it away, lock up the trailer, lock up the property, you're good to go. Huh. That's a great benefit. Yeah. Now, what about vendors? Will you have vendors set up at the uh, site as well? Oh, yeah. We have a slew of vendors. Um, most, I like uh, to name, you know, the people that really support us the most, um, Celestron, Teleview. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, camera concepts, mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Norwood, um, of course, Scott from Explorer Scientific, um, Tom Peters from Disc Mounts. Our clothing vendor is uh, Infinities. We have um, one of our vendors who came on board last, the year before last is uh, Cliff Whitney from Atlanta Hobby. Um, Pac's son, uh, Howie Gladder's wife. Okay. She comes and represents his products for Starlight Instruments. Hmm. Yuri comes every year from Telescope Engineering. Um, Daystar Filters, just to name a few. Great. And most of those vendors, they supply door prizes as well? Uh, absolutely. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Let's yeah. see, uh, Marcus Ludus from APM Telescopes. He comes real every year. Um, we picked up, uh, do you know Nottingham Precision Astro Engineering? No, I do not. Uh, Dave Saris. They make a really, really amazing diagonal. Um, Terry Mann from the Astronomical League. Right. Uh, Matt Heil from Simulation Curriculum. He, uh, they provide us with um, oper uh, operating codes or download codes for Sky Safari Pro and Starry Night. Um, Richard Wright, Software Bisque. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'll, let's see, we get um, door prizes from Overwork, uh, Skywatcher, Ursa Major, Wilman Bell Publishers. So, mm. You know, they were sold this year. Um, Bob's knobs, um, 
Actually, I send out probably 150 letters every year. I'm also the vendor coordinator for the Winter Star Party. All right. All right. So putting an event together like this, like last year was uh, was virtual. And now with, you know, I, I'm on the West Coast, so our conditions and restrictions are a lot greater than what you have in Florida currently. But did you make any special um, uh, uh, rules or things like that and in going into having the event this this time? Not really. Okay. Um, we felt that we felt that it was important that we would observe all um, precautions mm-hmm. and uh, you know things that were recommended by the CDC. Right. But we also felt that those who wanted to protect themselves in any way they see fit were welcome mm-hmm. to do so. Yeah. Now the event is 100% outside, right? 100%. So that's that's a whole different ballgame there too. Right. Unlike, unlike a conference or things like that, that is inside of a building. Okay. Well, good. Well, Russ, do you have anything else you'd like to add and plug about the uh, event? Um, well, we have a pretty interesting, um, array of speakers planned. Oh, let's hear it. Um, of course, uh, John O'Neill, who is a big solar imager. Oh yeah. I know John, uh, Charlie Warren from amateur astronomy magazine. Of course, Richard Wright will do a presentation, right? Mike Lockwood from, uh, Lockwood custom optics. We are pulling in hopefully these are some people that we are trying to make arrangements with right now um james alberry and dean regas they were the two gentlemen who took over jack horkheimer's stargazer show oh yeah um also a gentleman by the name of atta sargigimini he is a physics professor at Florida Atlantic, and he is a uh, primary participant in the Hubble program. And a woman, well, her name is Kate Dickinson. Mm-hmm. She's actually um, studying terraforming on Mars. And hold on one second. Uh, oh, geez, I lost her. Hmm. Um, she was just involved in a uh, isolation program I think out in Arizona simulating conditions on Mars oh yeah 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 I heard about that yeah so we're trying to get her to come in yeah and um, you know that's that's about it we are hoping to be able to provide the same experience as we have always done mm-hmm. with all the COVID restrictions or um, I don't know, uh, paranoia might be a good word. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, we don't want people to be afraid to come to the star party. Right. Um, you may take whatever precaution that you feel is necessary and we will do the same. All of our staff 
is, is vaccinated. And um, that's about it. That sounds great. I really wish I could make it. I, I've never had the opportunity or the pleasure to be there for this, but uh, you're, you're doing a good sales job on it. I would definitely like to do it in the future. It really is a, you know, for me, it was a bucket list thing. When I first came down here, I had to go to the Winter Star Climb, mm-hmm. and I was not disappointed. Yeah, I'm looking at my schedule, and I was like, I will be in Florida at the end of February, so not at the beginning. That's that's unfortunate. Maybe yeah. next year I'll make it down there. All right, Russ. <laughs> All right, Russ. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. And oh, it was I my wish- pleasure. Thank you very much. And I want to wish you a lot of luck with the event. Thank you. Um, hopefully we won't need it, but we're keeping our fingers crossed. Great. Great. Good talking to you. You too. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Observer's Notebook Podcast. I guess again, want to thank our guest, Russ Brink, for coming on and giving us a good discussion about the upcoming Winter Star Party. I hope everyone can get out there and enjoy it. We upload new episodes of the Observer's Notebook every few weeks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please rate and review us. I really appreciate it. You can also listen to us on Apple Radio, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Echo, and Spotify. You can help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon by giving up to $35 a month, where you will receive one year's membership to the Alpo and producer credits on the podcast. With that, I want to thank the producers of this podcast, Steve Seedentop and Michael Moyer, for their generous support. Thank you very much. The link for Patreon, as well as the link for the Alpo, is in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of me, my email address is cometman at cometman.net, or I'm also out there on Twitter at at ObserversNBPod. Until next time, my hope is that you have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening. <laughs>